Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown and beyond. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. You're listening to Rob Kendall. When we talk about sending money somewhere, mm-hmm. we're talking about printing the money because we have no money. And Casey Daniels. My government would never lie to me, would they? On 93 WIPC. 93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's here. Casey, it is that time each week where we take a look at what those overachievers down the street from us at 200 West Washington are doing on our behalf. And to get the update, we turn to one of the best in the business. You know her from the Indiana Capital Chronicle, the great Nikki Kelly. Hello. Good morning. All right. So let's start with yesterday. There was kind of some breaking news. The Senate is moving forward, at least for now, on a bill that would enhance discipline for the attorney general. Please tell. Yeah, they uh, they were hearing an, an unrelated sort of basic elections bill to tweak small things. And suddenly there there were four amendments filed on it. And the chair said, I'm going to entertain these two. Uh, he never said who whose amendment it was. I think it was his, but he didn't say that. And basically, all it does is it adds a qualification for you to be able to run for attorney general. And now it says that if you have been suspended or disbarred by the disciplinary commission without automatic reinstatement, which is key, um, within a year of the election, then you cannot be a candidate. So this obviously people are looking at this because Todd Rokita, this could happen to him. He is uh, there's a good chance he's going to have to go back in front of the disciplinary commission and the Supreme Court have to decide what to do with him related to his response to their previous kind of discipline of him. But then they're trying to deny this has anything to do with Rokita, right? Well, I mean, obviously, Rakita's name was never brought up. It currently does not apply to him. He is the only attorney general currently being investigated <laughs> in Indiana. <laughs> but that's all we know about. We know that people filed some additional complaints. We mm-hmm. know nothing about the process otherwise than that. And, so- and I got to be honest that this this without automatic reinstatement is pretty significant because it's very high bar for the Supreme Court to suspend someone without automatic reinstatement. When Curtis Hill was suspended for 30 days several years ago for basically battering and groping for women, he got with automatic reinstatement. So, you know, that that would be a significant um, discipline from the court if that were to happen. So it doesn't currently apply to Todd Rokita, but there is potential, is what we're saying. Yeah, just depending on what is going on with his 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 complaints. We know those complaints exist because the people who filed them admitted that. But until any sort of formal misconduct charge is filed, that whole process is not transparent. It's out of the public view. Uh, Nikki Kelly, our guest, uh, do you think within the next couple of years we're going to see them move to make, because there's no constitutional right to vote for attorney general in Indiana. Do you think there's going to be a movement to make the attorney general like they did the uh, superintendent where it just gets appointed by the governor? 
I really don't. I mean, the attorney general does have a pretty distinctive role. It's it's very, you know, expertise level. You know, it, it, the only I, I've heard occasionally stuff like comptroller and treasurer that are literally just administrative. They're, you know, paying bills and issuing reports on how much money we have. Um, but I've never heard that said about the attorney general. Vicki Kelly's our guest finder over at the Indiana Capitol Chronicle. All right. So Friday was kind of like Christmas for you, right? It was ballot challenge day. <laughs> you were you camped out there waiting for people to bring their uh, challenges to various candidacies across the state? No, thankfully we were not. <laughs> the lovely Indiana Election Division sent us a Google Drive of all the challenges <laughs> after the noon deadline. And so there were, I think, 31 challenges filed. A few were withdrawn after six of those were against John Rust for obviously not meeting the two primary rule. Um, a number of other congressional candidates were also challenged on the two primary rule. Um, and so there were some presidential challenges against uh, Trump for the 14th Amendment against Biden, who clearly has way more signatures than necessary. <laughs> Similarly, there was one filed against banks for not having enough signatures. I mean, when you have hundreds more per district than you're required, I mean, that's just a frivolous challenge. Well, and, and we talked about this yesterday. I hate all of this because I want people to be able to run for public office. Even politicians I dislike, I want them to be able to run. And I just hate that it's like, well, you didn't vote enough primaries or somebody didn't check this box properly. They're going to have to clean some of this up eventually, aren't they? I don't think so. I think, I think <laughs> they're pretty happy with it. I, I mean, look, there has to be some middle ground. I don't know about you, but I don't want to vote on every Joe Schmo who just has to write down his, his name the ballot, the ballot would be ridiculously full of people who have no chance or expertise or even intention to really mount a campaign. So, you know, I, the the signatures part doesn't bother me at all. That shows you have to have some sort of statewide support, and it's only for the statewide offices. Yeah, but like with banks, isn't it like they're challenging whether the, a part of a box was checked or the correct box was checked or wasn't checked? I mean, he clearly, it looks like, turned in the signatures. I would hate, even people know my opinion of Jim Banks' voting record these days, but even then I would hate to see him not be able to run over some clerical error or or snafu. Yeah, those things have a, a habit of working out. You could maybe ask Todd Young about that. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there, Nikki Kelly. I see what you did there. So, Nikki, you've got all of these challenges based on, you know, voting history, signature mm. requirements, resident uh, requirements. Is there a priority on any of these? Like, does one mean more than the other? I mean, at least not to the commission. I remember sitting through the hearing two years ago. It went from like 9 in the morning to 8 p.m. at night. They just sort of work through them. Um, you know, it is a 2-2 commission. So <laughs> I remember two years ago, they pretty much followed the straight intent of the law and, and didn't let politics sort of get in it. So hopefully we'll see that again. We'll see. Why, have they ever given a reason I mean, why it is 2-2, two to two, why it's like, you know, why there's not a fifth person? I mean, that seems set up for, for gridlock. Yeah, and maybe that's the point. I know that, um, God, maybe a decade ago there was a push 
to make the Secretary of State be the fifth tie-breaking vote. Oh, no. Um, but it was, it was a pretty controversial bill, and it obviously didn't get through. Well, I'm glad they kept it two to two, Nikki, and I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki Kelly for the Capitol Chronicles, our guest. You guys had an article about the uh, the big governor's forum that took place in the 6th Congressional District. Suzanne Crouch won that straw poll. Curtis Hill got second. Any takeaways from that? Yeah, look, I— we wrote about it, but I don't think there's a lot you can take from 47 people voting. I mean, it was a very low turnout on a snowy morning. Um, but, you know, I, I wasn't there. I did it from a press release because it was a very cold, snowy morning. And, uh, you know, I've heard that it was largely down to how they performed. You know, they were allowed to give statements and it was it wasn't quite a debate. It was more forum style. But um, and. Obviously, if you've ever heard Curtis Hill speak, he always does well. He commands a room, but he just doesn't have any money behind it to translate that. Isn't that crazy how little money he actually actually has? Is that because would you have a theory on that? Because look, he was a former attorney general. He's clearly very popular with the grassroots. Any theory on why he can't raise money? Well, I mean, he was popular, but I mean, obviously, he he had a disciplinary issue, a scandal. And then he was defeated also at convention. So I think that shows his his popularity and his support is limited, and that translates into money as well. What? To, hey, before we let you go, we're past the halfway point at the legislative session. What's going to be the big thing in the final month? Is there going to be? There always seems to be some issue that totally divides everybody and pisses everybody off. Is it what's it, what's it going to be this year? Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Um, you know, I, I don't I don't think there's going to be a big one that pops up. I, I really don't. I, well, maybe the, the maybe the one that's causing the most hubbub right now is a bill that impacts higher education and really tries to push quote, intellectual diversity. Basically, it's that we need more conservatives at college, so, you know, and it impacts tenure and boards of trustees, and it's it's definitely getting getting some attention. So you're saying it's not going to be the language in the seatbelt bill? <laughs> no, but I'm fascinated by that bill. It is. Isn't it interesting? Uh, yeah. So you, real quick, do you want to explain to everybody what, before I let you go yeah, what that is? basically it's simple. Let's say you get hit next car accident by a drunk driver it's not your fault at all okay Mm -hmm. but you weren't but i wasn't wearing my seatbelt. that has never been allowed to be introduced in a civil trial the idea being i'm the victim you know but now they're saying no if you're not wearing your seatbelt, maybe your injuries were worsened because of that and now they can use that to mitigate the damages against the person who's at fault so it's a way of using it it's defense then yes well, just for damages. The great Nikki Kelly, finder over at IndianaCapitalChronicle.com. We say this quite a bit on this program. Thanks for doing all the work so we don't have to do anything. You're the best. <laughs> all right. You guys have a good day. Thanks, Nikki. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Nineteen after ten with Kendall and Casey on ninety-three WIBC, and the former Attorney General and gubernatorial candidate Curtis Hill will be joining us at eleven o'clock. 
We also have Hammer on the way and your voicemails. But uh, a few weeks ago, our bosses came to us and they said, Rob, we need to find a way to turn that frown upside oh, down. Yes. At least once a show, we want you to find something positive to be, a, you know, talk about and share with everybody. So this is what we came up with. Tired of hearing Rob talk about all the bad news? Time to find your happy place. Turn that frown upside down. It's time for Shitting Rainbows with Rob. <laughs> I told Matt, our boss, that I'll agree to do this only if that's what we can call the segment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then there was a big debate on how, how bleeped it had yeah. to be. Okay, so uh, I saw this, and this is actually great news uh, for any longtime resident of the city of Indianapolis, uh, any longtime listener of this radio station, a friend of the radio station, and a friend of the the city, former NBA Pacer Scott Pollard. Many people had been kind of following um, Scott Pollard's journey um, where he was in need of a heart transplant. And he got that heart transplant, and uh, it, by all accounts, no, I did see he's going to have to have a pacemaker, or did have a pacemaker put in, but by all accounts, was up walking shortly even after the surgery, mm-hmm. and is doing very well. I've known Scott for a long time. I mean, I'm not saying, like, we're best buddies, like we would hang out at the Bellagio together, but, I mean, I had him on my, when I had my night show in Hendricks County, had him on multiple times. He uh, obviously has been on WIBC many times, good friends with, you know, Hammer and Nigel, and I think has even been a guest on the Hammer, a guest host on the Hammer and, and Nigel show, and uh, just a really great dude, very, very good guy, a very interesting guy, and uh, by all accounts, doing doing very well after his, after his surgery. Yeah, it's amazing. So his wife has been updating everybody on his progress uh, via X. They've been posting a lot of different videos and pictures, and uh, shortly after he had that heart transplant, clearly major, massive surgery, he was up walking around and um she did say uh you know sometimes with good days come bad days you mentioned the pacemaker that they had put in and with anything like surgery like that which i'm very familiar with uh once you it's like um two step forward one step yeah. back and it's just a long slow process back to health um the one thing i mean it just the love just exudes from her for him you can tell but the one thing that i've noticed and i really appreciate is how much knowledge and emphasis they're putting on the donor yeah. of his heart she said you know the donor is our hero and you can just tell how appreciative they are and of course Everybody wishes him, you know, strength and good vibes. Well, it's it, the, here was another thing that was fat, and now that it's had a good ending, it's a little easier to talk about these sort of things. What was fascinating to me was, you know, everybody looks at, like, you look at a Zach Eady, mm-hmm. and you say, oh, wouldn't it be cool to be that tall? Or, you know, Andre the Giant, or, boy, what a leg up in life. But then you realize with being that big comes issues that, you know, quote unquote normal sized people don't have to worry about and the problem like a scott pollard had was how do we find a heart big enough Hmm. to pump blood and sustain life in a in a frame this big so he was on a list and there were probably i mean i'm no expert on this but it sounded like there were obviously many hearts that became available but were simply not compatible with him because he needed a certain sized person i don't know what he is 611 7 foot 610 whatever it is 
he needed someone of a similar size, which those you don't just find those on the street corner. So it was really, um, and, and just in general, right? I mean, you think about the issues that people like that have. How many times do we see with these NBA players? Hey, the guy has terrible feet because, you know, it's just his frame is so big and supporting that. And you know, Greg Oden's a great example of, of that. It was, you know, of course, uh, number one draft pick, Indiana high school basketball star, was the next can't-miss guy and just was injured his, his whole career because – supporting that frame is is really hard and so it appears it's all worked out for him he's a great guy and uh i just thought that was some great news that he's he's uh, hopefully on the on the mend and on to recovery yeah he's had a busy week too celebrating a birthday getting a new heart and valentine's day as well and uh if you pray uh send a prayer to them because i can tell you when when my dude spent 31 nights in the hospital isn't that crazy and i talked to micah about it at one point and i you know and i i was you you do you have good days and you have bad days and he said just pray over him and i did and the very next day he made a turn towards health that uh that life church prayer, prayer train is unbelievable like if you either want someone healed or win an election i'd go with the life church <laughs> prayer train. yeah so of course uh we wish them uh you know speed of recovery and hope that things continue to improve for him there was uh this one other story i wanted to touch on before we get to your voicemails and uh this is about the two colorado teens who have earned their first ever cornhole college scholarship they earned a what yeah okay so what do you call it do you call it bags or do you call it cornhole you know uh, what i'm talking about call right it, i don't hardly ever play it so whatever somebody wants to call it i'll just throw the bean bag at the little board and, mm -hmm. and see how close i can get it to the hole well these two guys from colorado they've earned a partial scholarship to go play that, that even in college it's like these people get video games how is that even a thing <laughs> it's not going to pay for obviously their entire education uh -huh. but it's are there other cornell teams <laughs> who are they playing they're how playing they getting... they're going to be playing other teams yeah other schools and okay tot, tot. this duo they get to keep the prize money that they win at events as well there's nothing athletic mm -hmm. at all about so it's not it's i guess it's not considered an athletic scholarship i would think there's no way they consider that an athletic sport tossing bean bags it, it would take a skill to get the bean bag into the hole just like a basketball into the hoop i mean you're but not dribbling or anything leader, like that but a leadership scholarship there's know. no athletic ability whatsoever necessary it though. is a skill though not that i've ever played well, but it is a skill heart surgery is also a skill mm -hmm. or accounting <laughs> is also a skill so cornhole uh or bags not a sanctioned ncaa uh, sport oh, so yeah their, their scholarship's only going to cover part of their tuition oh, well <laughs> hey kurt darling did you ever almost get a scholarship to anything are, are you at are you in a record book at brownsburg high school somewhere for something anything <laughs> kurt did have you ever thought about doing like the iron man challenge or anything like Man, He's was, in radio now. I was just <laughs> I was just trying to be a complete jerk and that blew up right in my face. I totally deserved that. <laughs> do you see what happens when you have conversations with your coworkers? You might learn things do about the news, them. Kurt, do the news. <laughs> it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Fed rate cut plans have reduced mortgage rates more than a full point and dropping. If you've been waiting to sell, now is the time. Maximize your home sales price with the agent and team I recommend, Mark Deedle. 
Maybe you want to maximize equity from your home, but not sure how. Mark Deedle guarantees your home sold at a mutually agreed upon price and deadline or he will buy it. Listen to what Claire and Gary in Danville had to say about working with Mark Deedle. We were retiring and moving to Florida. Our home in Danville was on the market for almost a year with our previous agent. We hired Mark Deedle and things changed fast. We got an offer we thought we would never get. Mark and his team were a lifesaver. Call the agent I trust and recommend and the agent who guarantees your home sold or he'll buy it. Call Mark Deedle at 317-755-4232 for all the details or go online to markdeedle.com. Mark, D-I-E-T-E-L.com, markdeedle.com. Tell them Rob sent you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. The phone number 317-684-8444. It is 1033 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. If you'd like to contribute with your voicemails, questions, comments, smart remarks, we would like to hear from you. And uh, let's see what we can get to today. Okay, so Alexei Navalny, he was uh, a crusader against corruption and uh, spoke out against Vladimir Putin. And he died on Friday in a penal colony. He was serving a 19-year sentence. And uh, Nikki Haley has come out and says that uh, we need a leader with the moral clarity to call a spade a spade. Putin's not our friend. He's a murderous dictator dictator who killed Navalny and uh, what is Donald Trump said about this. Donald Trump did say something. He said the sudden death of Navalny has made me more and more aware of what is happening in our country. And somebody wanted to call and make a comment about what's going on with that. Hey, Kendall and Casey. Uh, Just wanted to share some thoughts about uh, the Russian uh, uh, gentleman who uh, was killed by Putin last week and how... uh, our president had threatened Putin that there'd be serious consequences if something were to happen to Nabaldi. And uh, it's obvious that Putin could have had him killed and kept it a secret for years. But he purposely put this out in the public to show his total disrespect and, and uh, lack of fear of anything that our uh, impotent, old, senile president— would have any, he has no strength to uh, put up any kind of a resistance or anything like this. And it, it's just sad that Putin is not the only one in the world that looks at our president in that, in that fashion. And it, it's just sad that we've uh, come so far down in the last three years. Thanks for all your hard work. Interesting take that uh, he's saying that Putin's putting it right in Biden's face and that Biden won't do anything about it because he's weak. Well, why would anyone fear Biden? I mean, 13 Americans died in Afghanistan. What happened? Nothing. Look at the response to the most recent attack on our soldiers who were murdered. Basically, I mean, comparatively, nothing. Nobody fears Biden. Here is my just the thing that I'm perplexed by. Yes, Putin is a horrible human being. 
yes, Putin is a ruthless dictator. Yes, Putin kills people. But you know who else does that? Saudi Arabia. Mm. And we are total amigos with them. Our world wrestling entertainment goes over there and does shows. They are funding a golf league that has some of the best American golfers in the in you know on the PGA tour. Okay. Putin is those things. But we are in bed with lots of countries that do those things. And so why is there this obsession with getting rid of Vladimir Putin versus how we respond to these other countries? The, the reality is we cannot be the world's policemen. And are there horrific, awful other forms of government and people running those governments around the world? Absolutely. But unless you are an intent on invading or funding military action against every single one of these countries, then you simply have to say to yourself, these people are bad. Are they better than the alternative, which in the case of Saudi Arabia, yes, they're much better than, say, Iran. And so we cautiously at arm's distance engage in some form of relationship with these people and clearly do try to do our best to keep them in check and balance and get them to continue to make reforms and move in our direction. But the reality is you cannot be the world's policeman. And I think America was markedly better served when we had some form of engagement with Vladimir Putin, when we were in some way able to, at an arm's distance, be able to communicate and work together on shared interest with Russia than the position we have right now because we are no closer to stopping Russia or winning that Ukrainian conflict. Okay, it uh, last, was it last week? We had a story about the, maybe it was just yesterday. It was a long day's night, right? All these uh, days running together, yeah. huh? Um, so it was about the library in San Francisco that closed yes. down yes. Uh, because people were- Yesterday. Re that was yesterday? Okay. Our last story yesterday was the people who were having the- Relations in the library in, in the library yes. between these stacks of books. Not only were they doing that, but there was repeated drug use in the library, and the library just decided to shut down. And here's a comment about that. Hi guys, this is Deborah, Indianapolis, 72 years old, longtime listener. And uh, what do these people in the library in California think they're doing? Uh, why don't they just run for Congress? Go do it in the halls of Congress. I love you guys. Bye. I love the joke. Good for her. Is there another phone call? Yeah, there's a couple more. Okay. I uh, Let's play another, and then I, I need a moment because this thing with Subway is getting out of control. Oh, okay. I have a Subway update, and I was going to use this time, but I want this is the people's time, so I want to give them time to make their phone calls. Okay. Uh, so NBA All-Star Weekend oh, yes, over the weekend. Absolutely. You put a poll out. We'll get to that in just a second. Here's a comment about basketball. Hey, I would probably pay $20 to see Casey Daniels and Tony Katz out on the basketball team in, in uh, Pacers uniforms having a three-point shootout. That would be funny as hell. And the thing about it is, Tony Cass would get his ass kicked. He eats too much beef. So we had, I had posed, Hammer and I were, uh, because the All-Star game was so atrociously boring, Hammer and I were involved in a little back and forth on just a variety of things. Some mm -hmm. of the things I can't repeat on these this family-oriented sure. radio show. Mm -hmm. But one of the topics, side topics we got on was who would win in a three-point contest, you or Tony Katz. Right. I put it on Twitter, at Rob M. Kendall. You can see the results. You won overwhelmingly. Yeah. And I tend to agree because you played high school basketball. Mm -hmm. Granted, it was against women, but we won't hold that against you. <laughs> 
and you're, you're right. It was against women. Your your kid is pretty athletic, so that means I think she got some of that from you. Mm-hmm. And Katz has never done anything athletic in the history of ever. Although he did tell us yesterday, yeah. I asked him. I said, "Have you ever done anything athletic?" And he said, "I played soccer as a kid." He said, "There were a couple years I played soccer." <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> but I love how everybody's commenting that uh, I would win because he would have a cigar, or he eats too much beef, or he'd be in a suit, or he'd be afraid that he would spill his drink. No, it's because. Because I've got more athletic skills than Tony Katz. Yeah. I won, by the way, 84 to 16. Thank That's you. A, was, Thank you for your trusted vote. It was a clear victory. You chose wisely. <laughs> Who are those 16 that chose Tony? 16%? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Mrs. Katz. <laughs> right. So what do you have going on with Subway? Well, is there another phone call? I don't want to take away. If there's one other one, that's uh, I, uh, why don't we, if there is another phone call, why don't we let the people have their say, and then I'm going to rip on Subway for a second. Okay, uh, Jason, can we move on to the very last one? You got that one? Yeah, it's a quick one. Good morning, Sean Casey. Once again, someone has to ask questions. Just how naive are you guys? <laughs> so this guy, he calls multiple times oh, a day. Oh, one of those guys. And rarely does he get on the air because he likes to pick apart every single yeah, thing we say. Those, what was he talking about? Any idea? I don't know. Oh, that was the uh, whole. That was the actual phone call. No, he went on. Oh. Um, but I thought he asked, "How naive are we?" Incredibly. And I, I, I thought about it for a second, and I think I'm actually kind of naive yeah. i mean i'm more discerning now than i used to be yeah so but, you started working here yeah uh but if somebody tells me something i t- i tend to have oh, trust hor- and faith yeah, and horrible. believe them no, you can't do that i don't think you're naive though no i'm i think you the world yeah i i feel like you yeah, don't I've, believe anything i've seen actually. some things casey yeah yeah no so out of the two of this two of us i would say i'm naive and yeah you're less yeah um all right so we gotta talk about subway for a second okay and we broached this last week Mm -hmm. and it has happened again where subway okay if you are a corporation and you're going to send out coupons to people saying please come to our restaurant Mm -hmm. then there should be an obligation of the people who are franchisees because i get that many of them are not owned by corporate subway they're owned by individual people there should be an obligation of those people if you're saying come to our restaurant and here is the deal we are willing to make with you to honor that coupon. And we talked about this last week about how the subway on the east side of Brownsburg, how difficult they try to make giving them the coupons, including the one where the coupon was expired like two or three days ago, and there was a new batch of coupons coming in the mail, and the guy clearly knew this based on his response, and he wouldn't honor the coupon. Okay, fine, you got one over on me. Now I'll bring the correct dated coupon, which I've never seen that anywhere else. And none of these other fast food places have ever been like, like you go to Arby's, you can have a coupon from the eighties and they'd be like, cool. Thank you for your business. We really appreciate this. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) But if they're always going to honor it, what's the point of putting an expiration date on the coupon? There is a reason for that. Well, that's fine. And if they want to play gotcha based on three days difference, then fine, whatever. But people started, uh, you know, messaging me on Twitter and then on the YouTube chat and other places saying, oh, no, this is a, like a systemic issue with various subways across central Indiana where many of them just flat out refuse to acknowledge or 
not only not they make you feel bad about it, mm-hmm. they won't even accept the coupon. Like you can hand them the coupon, and they will say, "No, we don't accept those." I'm the Dairy Queen in Greenwood like that. No kidding. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, this is atrocious. They're, they're independently owned, and they have a thing on the the drive-through. We do not accept corporate coupons or but the, it, but, uh, the app. But they've disclosed it at least. There's a right, sign. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Subway, uh, people are saying, oh, yeah, the one on the north side of Brownsburg, I've had a, this issue with them and that issue with them. And then other people were talking about other Subways. I thought, this can't, this can't be right. There must be some misunderstanding. So I was driving home from work yesterday. My wife wanted food from somewhere because she works from home. So I stopped to get... As the hunter and gatherer that you are. Absolutely. So I stopped Uh to get her what she wanted. There was a subway right across the street. Yeah. So I said, okay, I'm going to go over there, and I'm going to put this to the test and see if these people are full of it or if, indeed, there is a systemic issue with subway refusing to honor coupons that they are... It's not like I broke into a museum and stole the subway coupons. You sent them to me. Right. You said, please use these coupons. So it's the... I'm going to identify this subway because they were just... Because they did what they did. <laughs> if you're uh, the subway on Rockville Road mm-hmm. in Avon, mm-hmm. across from the Panera, if you'd like to know where it's at, yeah. walk in there and she said, no, no, we don't we don't accept that coupon. I said, but it says, I said, no, 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 the sandwich, I'm not getting the sandwich. It's not a, It's not one of the ones that you exempt. I can see right there which ones right. aren't included. It's on the list. I'm not angry about it. No, 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 we don't, we don't accept that coupon. What do you mean you don't accept the coupon? Well, we just don't take them. Any? Or just that one? Well, she made it sound like that they didn't take any of the coupons. She's like, mm-hmm. nope. Because how would she have known which coupon I had? She just kept saying no. Right. And I hope you like, walked out. I did. Yeah, I told him. Yeah, I, told, I, was, right. I said, you got to be freaking kidding me. Mm-hmm. That I said, you're going to send coupons. So this is a, I don't even know if it's an issue for that subway or subways in general or corporate subway. This is complete crap. That you are, and multiple people have reported this is happening to them. So it's clearly not just me, and it's not just one location that you are sending coupons to people, and you are essentially tricking them to get in the door. Right. And then you're not it's honoring a, the coupons. It's, it's a bait and switch, is what they're doing on you. They're hooking you in. Yeah. Grabbing your money. No coupon. Because I think they know most people won't walk out of the store. Especially if you've got your list, everybody in the family has something. You can't just call everybody. Okay, we're changing the location. We're changing the the restaurant. That woman probably thought you were the cheapest person she'd ever met in her life. Well, I hope hope it was worth it to not give me that coupon. Um, So where did you go? Uh, I went to Little Caesars and got okay. a whole pizza. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because you know what? They're still they've still got some reasonably priced food over there at Little Caesars. Should, now, do we need to send an email to Subway Corporate about this on behalf? I think I'm going of everyone to everyone yes. in Central Indiana to find out what is going on where you are yeah. sending coupons to people. And you they, know pro- they probably don't allow it unless you've got the receipt though no. to show that you actually gave them some money so they'll give you the time. You know how the corporate Subway will respond by sending you more coupons. <laughs> I bet you anything. That's what they'll do. We need to do that. We need to send them an email. I mean, am I just being? I mean, I know I am a complete jerk, but am I just being a complete jerk here by saying that if you're going to send me a coupon, right? Honor it. And there's like, what? What are? What am I supposed to like? Just guess which stores mm-hmm. honor them mm-hmm. and which one don't? I mean, are you sure there's nothing in the small print on the back? Uh, there, but that's the point, Casey. It, that is not how you treat people. Yeah, that's true. That, that is, Don't that, make me work for like it. Like, I've got to get, I mean, I'm willing to read the fine print on here are the subs that are excluded. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be a jerk. I'm going to make sure I don't order one of those subs. Yeah. But that is just completely ridiculous to not honor coupons that you're sending to people. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC, and Hammer's going to join us next.
Hey guys, it's Rob from my friends at Life Church. There are so many awesome things going on at Life Church. You can really feel God's hand all over Life Church. They're just doing so many great things here, near, and far. And this Sunday, Life Church would love the opportunity to meet and welcome you and see for yourself just what an experience it is at Life Church. They're so warm, they're so welcoming, and they've got campuses all across central Indiana, Noblesville, Fishers, Eagle Creek, and Pendleton. In addition to incredible online services, we love those. See it all for yourself, lifechurchin.com. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Good morning. It is 11 minutes in front of, actually 8 minutes in front of 11 is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC and Hammer's in the studio. Good morning. Crap on Subway here? Is that what's going to happen? Well, you got screwed by Subway too. What yeah. happened to you? Because I want to jump in the mix here. So there's a Subway by my house, mm-hmm. and service has always been great. People are nice. I've got no complaints. I've never had, you know, a toenail in my sandwich or anything. It's been good. <laughs> nice. But because I frequent there quite a bit, I try to sign up on their app mm-hmm. to get the rewards yeah. points, yeah. right? So I sign up on the app, give them my information and everything. And every time I try to log in, it says, there's an error. Please try again later. So I thought, all right. So I looked up some hacks online. I deleted the app. I reinstalled it. I cleared caches. I did all the things. And I still can't get on their stupid app. They won't let me log on to get my rewards points. So bite me. I'm, I'm in. Yeah, and this coupon thing, not honoring these coupons, which is what we talked about last segment, appears to be systemic because people from Geist, we got people in Greenwood. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't Greenwood. But Southside. Who are the Geist people using the coupons? She though? works here. You know who she is. I bet when you walk into the <laughs> Geist subway with a coupon, they look at you and go, Hillbilly, go home. <laughs> well, this this person was a television slash radio personality. <laughs> I know. They, they might have known who she was. But the point is, I, one was the South Side. I, yeah, like, this guy's here saying Greensburg and Shelbyville won't yeah, take them. it sucks. Them. It's like, uh, what, what are we doing here? At what point do you give up on subway? Like, I've been out of subway for a while because I got really grossed out when they left the meat out on the counter all day. Like that, ugh, no good. So at what point do you walk away? Casey, I still like Subway. I do too. But I'm not, I'm not the the prices are ridiculous, which is fine. Then I have the right to not go there and they have the right to not let me buy food for cheaper than I want to buy it for. Now I'm mad about that. What I'm mad about is when you tell me here is the price for the thing and I make a choice to go there based on the thing you send me. You sent me the coupons. I didn't ask for them. I didn't ask for the mailer. You deliberately send them to me. It seems like you're trying to trick me into your store. And I scanned the QR code for the app at the checkout line one day because I thought, I'm here a lot. You know, I'm going to give them more of my business if I can mm-hmm. get a free sandwich once in a while by being a regular customer. That's how rewards programs work. And they screwed me on it. They just bent me over and they screwed me on it. Mm-hmm. And I can't get my rewards points. So... I'm very upset with you. Real quick, we got to go, but somebody suggested we get Rokita on the case. He totally will not help me, but I think he likes you. So would you be willing to talk to Rokita on this? Absolutely. Thank you. This is the biggest scandal Subway's ever had. (laughs) (laughs)
Or maybe not. Who's am really I, am, hungry for am, a sub Am right I allowed now? to laugh at that? Am I allowed to laugh at that? You can. There's been enough time. <laughs> What's coming up this afternoon? Uh, this afternoon, we're going to give away some Dave Matthews Band tickets. Uh, biggest stories in Indy. And we're going to play Cameo Price is Right. Nice. Curtis Hill is going to join us next, Casey. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. I have ever seen a soul song.